1: Zumo Play.
3: Hey, fuckers, how you doing?
0: Hello, uh, I'm Corinne Fisher. I'm Christina Hutchinson. And this is another episode of Guys We Fucked, the anti slut podcast. Um, this is actually an episode that some of you may have heard before. Uh, this was a bonus episode that we released in the spring of 2017. Um... On when we were on like the Stitcher Howl, Howl app yeah. uh, And uh, we wanted to Why release this episode? Because unfortunately The young woman that we interview uh, On this episode uh, Took her own life uh, At the beginning of August uh, of this year um, It is Daisy Coleman who uh, was one of the stars of the Netflix documentary Audrey and Daisy uh, Sadly if you remember uh, the co-star Audrey had already taken her own life um, So when we talk about the Me Too movement And we talk about you know believing women I think um, it's very important to remember situations like this And how uh, m- how heavy uh Being sexually assaulted can weigh uh, on a survivor And that doesn't mean it always does If you are a survivor yourself And you're having an okay time with that experience That's great, that's amazing Um, But uh, yeah, Audrey definitely um, took her own life Because of this And uh, according to Daisy's mom um, The reason that she Feels like her daughter took her own life Is because she found out That she was unable to have children Because of the trauma That her body underwent From being raped Um, So super heavy Obviously Um, and Daisy did So much great work she Passed away at the age of 23 and in that time you know obviously did so many interviews was a part Of that film that I know touched a lot of uh, you guys she went on to create the sexual assault Prevention organization safe bay which is the bay is before anyone else so safe before anyone else In 2017 which we've you know done some things to raise money for and obviously if you can take a Look at that website that's you know everyone else who works with that organization is still keeping it going but When Daisy passed away the cut did a Beautiful piece on her and so many People reached out because they had Remembered Daisy from our show Um, and she Was also apparently working on a film At the time and the cast and crew I Know uh, kind of expressed that they would Feel a lot of healing um, in in hearing this Interview and so we got special Permission uh, to release this and Uh, You know Just to to kind of Mourn her And remember who she was And what she was about And uh, keep in mind All the things That are important About the uh, serious part Of this podcast Because it is A comedy podcast And we do do wild stuff But also There's a serious part And sometimes it's hard To mash those together But we keep trying Yeah Um, And we can't
3: ignore The pain That comes along With something like Sexual assault And um, just This is a great uh, You know It's unfortunately an example of 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 what it can do to the human heart and the human mind and how they are treated.
0: Yeah, and additionally, like just how uh, words on the internet do affect people, even though yeah. you can't see them. Because I know uh, another topic covered w- uh, in this documentary and that you know Daisy talked about herself was just how c- people really did not come behind her. They did not gather around in a in a community. Like a way of community or a they way of support They gathered around the boys they who bullied raped her. her They said her, they called her a liar Those kinds of things, you know Absolutely not necessary And if you truly think something is not true That someone's saying, like there's other ways to Absolutely, go about and if that. your
3: body was violated In such a way as sexual assault um, No matter how much you understand That an internet troll is a sad sack of shit the bullying words that you have to unfortunately ingest on a daily basis if you check your own social media do, do have an effect.
0: Especially you know When you're so young If you're kind of grappling With those feelings yourself If you're thinking like Am I Is there something wrong with me Is there less Is there a reason why I was raped Uh, There isn't But you can still feel that way Mm -hmm. And so if you're feeling that way You're vulnerable You have this Kind of space open To allow yourself To be felt that way You know From other people too Like that's just going to Double down onto your own Uh, Dismissive or hurtful feelings To yourself and your own emotions So uh, yeah We uh, Daisy has obviously had an impact on So many people that Both people that she's met and people that she hasn't met And we're very happy That we have this uh, Piece of her uh, On recorded to share with the rest of you and let her legacy and her work live on and everything that you do.
3: Welcome to Guys We
0: Fuck. The anti shaming podcast. Yo, you haven't Yo, said I'm have Christina Hutchinson I'm Corinne Fisher. And I'm your, your the boyfriend. boyfriend. Bring us your slutty, your
4: horny, and your shame. Hey, you a slut? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Let's talk about fucking. We're here with Daisy Coleman. How you doing? Good.
4: How are you guys? Good. Good.
3: Let me just sit and go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we're very excited to have you. We were just talking about how uh, we had recommended the documentary, Audrey and Daisy to people. I remember seeing the preview and I was like, fucking fuck. I cannot. I really want to see this like it's going to. Um, and I was excited because I'm like, I feel like a lot of people are going to see this. who didn't realize how mm, serious of an issue rape is and how common it is and how just everything that goes along with it. So I'm like, man, this is really going to open people's eyes. And I, I think it did. Did you, uh, when that documentary came out and you watched it, was it an accurate, were you like, yeah, that's, I thought it did a good job. Yeah, I feel like
4: it definitely was really eye-opening for a lot of people, not only just because rape is very prevalent in our society, but because it happens to a lot of younger people. And usually we're tending to think that it only happens to girls in college at parties and stuff, but it's three and a half times more likely for someone from the age of 16 to 19 to be sexually assaulted or a victim of sexual violence.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and that's something that like we talk about this all the time. But like, I did not know how common it was until mm-hmm. we get floods of emails, all, all the time, at least at least a couple times a day from somebody who has been sexually assaulted. And I'm like, Geez, Jesus Christ, this is like, it's why insane. aren't we talking about this? And it, it's it's insane that there's no there's no requirements to talk about in public education is bullshit. And it's, there's just so many things that are bullshit about it. But like, with your specific in uh instance like that was such an infuri. I mean it's all infuriating but like god damn it I wanted to punch a wall after watching the documentary <laughs> um did you I mean did you feel rage after what had happened because you were younger right you were a teenager
4: yeah 15? I was 14
3: 15, 14 okay um and then the way that people treated you and were shaming you about it like that would make me feel like I'm crazy Um, And I don't know how, I mean, my anger always gets the best of me with situations, but I I don't, how do you deal with that? How do you come to terms with it or do you, or what's your method?
4: Well, I mean, immediately after the assault and everything, of course, I was very angry because I was so young, but after time passed and everything, I learned to forgive them, not because they apologized, because I knew there wasn't going to be an apology present, but I forgave them on behalf of myself because I knew that was what was going to let it go for me and what would relieve that stress for me
0: and that was that was that your first sexual experience
4: yeah I lost my virginity to it so
0: okay and do you
4: how do you has that shaped if in any way sex for you or your outlook on sex uh not necessarily for two years I didn't really date and I kind of strayed away from guys for a really long time Mm -hmm. um So I just kind of stayed away from the dating scene. Didn't really like guys for a while. I came in, I was bisexual my sophomore year and I Mm -hmm. was more tendency towards girls Mm -hmm. (laughs) because of that, so. Yeah, so do you,
0: had you had, like at 14 is super young, but had you had bisexual like
4: feelings before that or do you think? Oh yeah, of course. I've always been like super weird and gay, but. (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) It's not weird. It was just more um, obvious after the assault because I was less, um, attracted towards men, because mm-hmm.
0: people, yeah. So it's just interesting, like in the nature versus nurture conversation, to have you know something that happens in your life, uh, like kind of sway you in the direction more towards women. I mean, it makes perfect sense.
4: Yeah, definitely.
3: Yeah, a lot of people talk about. Uh, I have so many different types of conversations about this with people who have been raped and then they're they're just hypersexual and they kind of always were um and then people kind of pin them as like well you're hypersexual cuz you were raped it's like well no i mean i some in some cases Yes, but in like my one of my close friends, like she was always that way. So just because she likes sex and it was this weird dynamic of like sh- she had to ask herself, like, shit, am I fucking all these people because I cause I want control over something? Or is it just because I've always been the sexual and she kind of figured out that I've just always been the sexual? And it's like, but to have it happen as your first sexual experience, like god damn. I just want to punch, I don't know. It's that's crazy.
0: Um, no, I want to talk about Obviously, like you can expand from what we saw in the documentary because that's only a small piece of it. But what were the reaction from what was the reaction from the community uh, for those who have seen for those who haven't seen uh, after the assault?
4: So do you mean the like community of Maryville? Yeah. Yeah. Like because it was negative. So I kind of want to. There's
0: a lot of slut shaming that goes uh, with into being a rape survivor, unfortunately.
4: Yeah, so a lot of people from Maryville didn't really have much of a response towards the film. A lot of them um, had no comments.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Just no comments.
4: But how was it for you as an individual
0: person living there? Like, obviously, we know from the film, but for I don't live
4: in Maryville anymore. Yeah. But
3: when you did. Yeah. How many years did you live there for a couple of years after that?
4: No, we um, were pushed out of town, basically. So
3: but because of the reaction. Right. Yeah. And what and what what was being said to you guys? What was being or to you? Like what was being everyone was talking about in school and they were labeling you as the bad guy?
4: yeah basically um kids would jump out in the hallway and call me names like slut and stuff um most of it was online though because it's a lot easier for people to hide behind a screen
3: mm-hmm. yeah everyone's a fucking it's like we're all drivers in our car and we'll honk at you all day but then when we're face to face we'll be like oh hello excuse me it's yeah like, uh, exactly. okay yeah all right Ugh. um so when you moved to a new town how was that? Like, was it a fresh start? Did it feel truly like a fresh start or?
4: Well, I didn't necessarily move to a new town. I moved to um, my ho- my hometown. So that was originally where I was from. And right. then I moved to Maryville. And then after all that happened, I moved back.
3: Yeah. So what do you, do you know a lot of other people who were sexually assaulted?
4: Uh, now after the film has been released, yes. And after uh, my case blew up on social media and throughout the media, um a lot of survivors came forward to me and told me about their stories and I made a lot of connections with a lot of people because of it
3: that's great and do you give like people like what advice would you give to people uh who are dealing with it especially if they are if they're dealing with something that happened to them that young and they're, you're still trying to cope with people humanity reality society all these other things you're trying to like understand and take in but then that happens and it's just like rocks your world
4: Yeah, it definitely um, throws off your sense of self-identity and everything. So I would definitely um, want any survivor to know that they're not alone in what they're going through and that there's millions of other people who have gone through what they've gone through and that they're willing to support them and stand behind them and that if someone's being a freaking dick, than not to listen (laughs) to them because there's millions of people like that in the world. But what they say isn't going to matter in the end because what matters is what those people that love you say.
3: Yeah, and how you feel about yourself because it's like you can let those things, it's so easy to let negative comments seep into your self-conscious, and especially when it's after something traumatic happened and they're mocking you for for it and you're the person who got, you were the victim in the situation. It's like, oh my God. But it's like you have to build that strong stability for yourself to to be able to carry you through,
0: yeah, and your and your commentary on people you love being a real uh, kind of like foundation for you is interesting because your older brother sitting right here, we can see him, and uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, his reaction in the film, Audrey and Daisy was really you know it's the that kind of anger that anyone who has a a sibling, especially an older brother would know. And now you guys are working together with an organization called Safe Bay. So can you kind of uh, tell us a little bit how that came about, how you guys decided to do it together?
4: Well, originally, Safe Bay was co-founded by three other survivors that I was working with and that I met Mm -hmm. um, just kind of through the weeds of everything. And um, basically, we were founded in what was it, November of 2004? 15. So Mm -hmm. it's been quite a while that we've been up and running. Um, But basically from there, we developed ourselves as a 501c3. So we're a Mm non-for-profit. And now we travel to schools and we basically talk to high school students and college students about their Title IX rights, what consent Mm. is bystander intervention. And our main goal is to educate because what we've noticed is education is obviously lacking in schools and that's what we need to bring.
3: What have you ever heard uh, through traveling to these schools and talking to students? Have you ever heard somebody come up to you and they're just being honest, but it's like, dude or girl, you have it so wrong. Like your concept of sexual assault. Like, have you ever kind of seen that surface with somebody asking a question uh, that they're genuinely unsure about? And then it's just like, well, is it rape if she's asleep or something like that?
4: I mean, I haven't necessarily heard it to that extent, but people do have misconceptions about assault and rape all the time. Like, people think that if you're being raped, it has to be someone jumping out of an alleyway Mm -hmm. and just, like, attacking you. And most of the time, it's someone that you know and trust. There's just many things that people don't really realize.
3: Yeah. And the one thing, as Corinne and I kind of educated ourselves more on the issue of, like, rape kit backlogs in cities and stuff and it's like good god there's just so much the legislation surrounding it and then it's like um with sexual assault it's so crazy because the proof or the the statute of limitations is what seven years
0: yeah it's, to it's pretty assault. low but I think. then
3: so to prove it you've had to have gotten the kit right away within 48 hours i believe is the is the time period mm-hmm And then, but if there's no proof, which there's so many reasons why there wouldn't be, or there's no witness, it's like, what, what, what's the case? And it sucks. Like, it's like, is there a way that we could solve sexual assault cases specifically that isn't innocent until proven guilty? I don't know. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. I mean,
4: honestly, I wish I had an answer for that. But um, obviously the judicial, judicial system has been quite a failure for the past few years for all survivors. So that's why we're trying to attack the education portion of this and actually change the context of our society.
0: And what are, when you go to these schools, what are, what are the types? Obviously you don't have to like do the presentation for us, but what kind of, what kind of things are you, or exercises or talks are you giving them like a little summary of that?
4: Oh uh, We actually like to show some of the videos that we made, which are an educational series, which you can go to safebay.org and get from Um, our event manager, Shale. Mm -hmm. And um, she'll email them to you. There's some about if a survivor comes to you and confides to you about what happens, what you should respond with and what you shouldn't respond with. Mm. Um, There's things about bystander intervention, what your Title IX rights are, and et cetera, et cetera.
3: How shouldn't, what's the wrong way to respond to a friend who's confiding in you?
4: Asking them what they were doing, what they were wearing, why they were drinking, Mm -hmm. stuff like that.
3: And also, what are your thoughts on people not
4: choosing not to report
3: their sexual assault.
4: If they choose not to report their sexual assault, I completely stand by them because I've seen personally what the court system does when someone does report. And I absolutely do not blame them for yeah. not reporting.
3: Yeah, I wish more people understood that and would not get so publicly angry about, well, she didn't say anything for like eight years. What the fuck? Well, why do you really want to, they're going to live yeah. through the entire event. You might have to see the person and look the person in the fucking eye. And then you're going to go through all of this for maybe nothing. Maybe nothing happens. There's not enough proof or whatever the fuck could happen in a case to have it the the rapist be deemed not guilty. And it's like, that was that's a big gamble. That's a big emotional gamble that you're taking, it seems like.
4: Yeah, totally. I mean, I definitely agree.
0: Um, And then after so after, you know, you took this two year break from kind of dating, what was the first relationship you had after your sexual assault? What was that like? How did it come about? How did you feel? How did you know that you were ready to get into a, a relationship?
4: Uh, my first relationship after my sexual assault, he was kind of an idiot. So. <laughs> How so?
3: Like one plus one is seven, right? Or like. No,
4: no, 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 no. He should... like cheated on me a bunch and was a total oh. dick. And so, I mean, after I realized my self-worth, I definitely was like, dude, you got to go to the curb. Like you're not worth it. Yeah. You're not even cute. Was there a moment <laughs> where, oh, doesn't that suck? It's like, oh, right? dude, I'm so much hotter than what the fuck? I'm out of your league. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's
3: always a,
0: was fun there, a, was there a process though that helped you to even get to a point where you were open to being in a relationship? Like what was, what was your life like in those two years? Cause I think so often, especially like teenage girls, like so much of their life is about, uh, you know, guys or girls or whoever they're sexually attracted to, but like how, how did you become more you in those two years without any relationships?
4: i feel like a lot of that was um kind of finding my own self identity once again because after my soul all of that was kind of crushed and just taken away from me mm-hmm. so a lot of that was that process. And a lot of that was done through wrestling and getting myself into different activities and well, just like kind
3: physically of physically wrestling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah. yeah that's like, fun. I was right? like, I was <laughs> like, because
0: at the end of the documentary, it kind of talks about your wrestling, right? Because I like, I knew about this somehow Bad already. Ass. Yeah. Because uh, we both watched it like a long time ago when it first came out. So, what kinds of, how did you get involved in wrestling? It's not, uh, it's not something you hear a lot. I started
4: when I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. So, it was always just kind of a natural outlet for me.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you have like, do you feel like, like, do you have anger
3: or I mean, b- before I was gonna say I could I could benefit from like wrestling. Eight. Oh yeah.
4: yeah, definitely. I had very bad anger issues after my assault, so um, it was great to just go beat the shit out of someone on the mat instead of yeah. <laughs> taking it out on different people. Right? Because you seem very calm right now. Yeah, so no, calm. I'm so much more chill. <laughs> <laughs> do you still wrestle? Uh, yeah. Our season's over right now, so dude that's
3: so cool what are like your favorite parts of wrestling just like the actual just like getting aggression out because i don't know i'd kind of be worried that like i just i whoever i'm wrestling i would just envision like you're my fourth grade teacher who said i wouldn't be anything <laughs> and i would just do a move that was illegal and then be disqualified
4: i don't know i think my favorite part is just getting out there and working hard
3: yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Simple to the point. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking awesome.
4: And do you have it's an is it an all-female wrestling league or is it the, the college team that I'm on currently is it all-female mm-hmm. league. But um, I wrestled with boys all through high school and middle school. Really? Oh, they do have
3: co-ed wrestling in high school, and middle school.
4: Well, if they don't provide um, I know, I, yeah, I know. Yeah, a female version of this for I feel high school, they have to let you on the team Do they have to so. be...
3: If you're uh, in high school and it's a co-ed, co-ed wrestling team, how many other girls were on the wrestling team? Was it was just
4: you or? Uh, One year, I was able to get two other girls to go out with me, <laughs> but... <laughs> like, come on, dude, it'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Friendship building.
0: Yeah, because every now and then we do get emails from, you know, women who are the only w- woman in an all- otherwise all-male league, and certainly mm, there's been the some problems... Yeah. Did you ever experience any issues with being the
4: only woman or one of few women or... Oh, my God. Every time you go out there and wrestle a guy, they're either like, I'm going to beat the crap out of this girl or Jesus. I'm going to take it easy on her because I'm going to feel uh, bad if I beat the crap out of her. Which God. one makes you feel worse? <laughs> and both are pretty equal. <laughs> yeah,
0: here. both are I pretty shitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, would feel, I think I would be more offended by the like, oh, the one where it's like, oh, she's I have to go easy on her. She's Oh, yeah. Yeah. It. That one definitely pissed.
3: That me would off, piss but... me off so much to the point where I'm like, oh, you're going down. <laughs> you fucker.
0: And now, oh my God. like, what was it like when you. Dude. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> oh describe my God. It,
4: that. It was hard once I got to high school. I used to slam on guys because I was bigger when <laughs> right. I was like little. But sure. once I got to high school, they, it kind of caught up with me. So we mean
3: slam on guy like like Dime Dallas Page. Fucking you know I don't know. He was my favorite. But WCW totally different. But uh, <laughs> but like what's the move?
4: Uh, I mean, it, it really depends on the style of wrestling that you're in because there's folk style, freestyle, um, Roman oh. Greco. There's a million different styles and Damn. different roles and different moves. So
0: shit, I don't even fucking. You know. can't have. You have like very fancy nails right now, but you can't have. You, I mean, imagine you can't have that. Yeah, no, it was you're my birthday
4: for, like four days ago. <laughs> Happy, so was, L- like, Happy birthday, birthday. Because I was like, you. oh, that. Would oh,
0: be, I would
3: use those as claws. That would be yeah. a great
0: attack until one of them ripped off your fingers, and then you were <laughs> like on the floor in pain. Oh, I would yeah. say like, oh,
3: someone's getting their sight taken away from them today. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> use them as weapons, that's probably. Yeah, that's why I can't wrestle, probably.
0: Um, so, <laughs> that's, that's a really good idea So uh, have, Did
4: you lose any friends um, After your sexual assault because Oh of, definitely Because so many people were scared to stand up for me That they really? just kind of oh. like swayed away From me mm-hmm. And then um, the other half of the people were just like Well why were you out and doing the whole victim Blaming thing so
3: Did they ever I mean you might have just never talked to them again After that which I get but did they ever come around To being like yeah that I understand why. I shouldn't have said that to you. I was mean. That was mean. Like, did they ever have these moments of like, oh, I'm being the dick. Of clarity. Yeah.
4: Um, I mean, I've had some people come forward to me and apologize for not standing up for me in high school. But um, I haven't really had anyone apologize for being a dick to me in high school. So, mm. no. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I still hold grudges for Once a dick, always a dick. So, <laughs> so true. So fucking true. Is that... <laughs> in the... What? No, she's what? just laughing.
3: Oh, dicks. Um, What else? Okay, so we've had uh, people on who have been uh, victims of rape specifically, and we talk about the rape just for an hour. What else do you want to talk about about sexuality that has nothing to do with rape? Like, is there any other things that interest, like, uh, or like, are you uh, kinky? Are you, because I feel like rape shouldn't define you. <laughs> Sorry to put your older brother Oh, very... yeah, that's probably weird. We don't have to talk about that in front well, of him. Or you can go to the kitchen. Yeah, or you can just, you know, <laughs> Flavor. don't talk, just go, just don't make direct eye contact during it but like you know a, a person who has been sexually assaulted is so much more than that and it's like i don't want to have i'm like we i don't want have another person come on here who's raped and we just talk about that because i feel like you have other things it that you probably want to talk you, about it's that. not the yeah, only yeah, thing about sure. you yeah i mean i get tired when people say the guys we fucked girls so i can't even imagine
4: how you feel about people just right you know well i mean I'm, or is it I'm, not a I'm super open-minded now like i'm super supportive of strippers and shit like if you want to go show hell your body yeah. then hell yeah
0: go do that oh I love and did cards. you have a, a negative opinion t- uh, of strippers beforehand or
4: oh no i've always been pretty yeah open-minded. strippers were really-
3: <laughs> right? like, oh if you, have- you and like, 4K 4K
4: do it right? yeah <laughs> oh so i've been in some which where were we at, at nashville
3: mm. the stripper they were like did these spider-man moves and it was the most impressive shit sure. I've yeah, ever seen. And they fucking Acrobat. slam their oh, heels I on the do that. floor. I was like, God damn, she deserves an award because yeah, that's they, really impressive. They
4: deserve 4k a week. Definitely. Yeah, if you yeah. can do shit like that on a pool, then yeah.
3: And <laughs> I, I also love, like, cause I've been to strip clubs. I'm like, this isn't a fun experience. Cause it's just like uh, the strippers being like, I didn't tell my son I was getting back into stripping. I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm like, Oh, I don't know what to tell you. Oh God. Um, <laughs> But then, like other ones, I love seeing strippers who are badass on stage, but also they just like you see them taking a guy for a ride, and the guy's like,
4: You love me? Okay. And it's like, oh it's- yeah, just milking the money off. Yeah. Of them. Like a guy says they like penguins, and they're like, Oh yeah, I love penguins. You like- do?
3: <laughs> Fate. I don't know. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. A lot of them are very big. Uh, But we keep them bottled up and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters, and you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily... I found Quince, and now you have too because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories – they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids – their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather handwoven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because I don't put as many things in it. Um, guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to Quince.com GWF. For free shipping on your order and 365-day returns, that's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot slash G-W-F to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash G-W-F.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
1: Mo play. What other stuff do you um have you ever
3: been to? A, I'm gonna ask this in front of your brother, but if so, if you don't answer, you don't have to. But if you want to go downstairs, you're more than welcome.
4: Stevens <laughs> down there. Have you ever been to a sex club? A sex club? Yeah. What the hell is that? I would guess by uh, your the uh, inquisitive nature. In which I you live in so Missouri, so <laughs> oh, I guess I'm sure, I'm, they
3: I'm they sure there good. is one. In they Missouri. might have the best ones. Yeah, I, the one that I went to that I loved, and I've only went to one that I have loved. I've went to a couple is in toronto it was called oasis and shout out because that was everyone was just they were cool they were open-minded they were doing their own thing no one was cre- There there's no creepers it was just fun and there was a pool and then you could have sex you can be naked you cannot you could just walk around Wait, what they have those in the u.s yeah, hell yeah, oh, hell hell yeah. i've been to
0: two in new york alone yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> your manager is like, uh, thumbs like, up. Girl, do they, yeah, no, 100%. Um, Sorry. I mean, basically She's hating your
3: brother is hating. Everything they're just, else.
0: they're just, they're like, you know, they're safe spaces where you have, you have to go through some kind of a vetting process. Usually yeah. to get in, you have to pay like not a crazy amount of money, but enough that like, you're not just gonna go there to watch. You're gonna you're gonna you're, you're serious. You're gonna be there because you wanna be there. Like if you threw yeah. down a hundred dollars, like that's not a five dollar cover. You wanna be there. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's just an
3: environment that's very welcoming and very uh Focused on safety There's condoms everywhere There's security people And if anyone does Something weird You just tell Like it's it's safe It's very safe The ones that I've experienced The one in Atlantic City Just don't go to one In Atlantic well, City Well Atlantic City right. As
0: a whole it's, it's a, Is know. a cesspool Yeah Shout out to Atlantic City Shout out you guys
3: You're You can move though <laughs> I well, mean want, that's maybe. a lot
0: Donald Trump's fault
3: too. <laughs> I know he, he was
0: like Let's make this better But n- then I just made The rest of the town Even more poor Than they already were I mean that was and Basically that's a Trump his, effect. his plan
3: Um what uh, what do you think colleges could be doing better? I'm going to go back to the assault thing uh, just because that's one question I forgot to ask.
4: I feel like colleges, after um, the hunting grounds was dropped, they have kind of stepped up to the plate. But at the same time, they aren't being as proactive as they can with like the whole um sexual assault thing because whenever a survivor reports they don't even ask if they want to report it to the police they they're just like okay this guy's kicked off campus for a couple weeks yeah mm-hmm. and, and what that's does that total do? bullshit
3: it says nothing it says oh you get a little uh, hiatus from school okay yeah
4: right on because i do think
3: i would think i don't know but that a perpetrator would not if if he if it is made known that if you are accused of sexual assault it is taken seriously and and you know the proper um, actions are taken uh, Disciplinary actions Then I I don't know Would that decrease The likelihood of it happening Or I don't know Is something so fucked up In your brain That you're going to do it anyway But it seems like Colleges are so lax Up until recently That it's like Well yeah no shit They they can get They get away with it mm. <laughs> Like yup, yep Yep mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely <laughs> um, Can you describe What like, So what In your memory What was your first Like sexual healthy sexual relationship healthy romantic relationship that you were in in your lifetime what what did that look like because the first guy so you know sexual assault 14 two-year hiatus then you date this guy he's a dick he's cheating on you you must have a good a healthy i've only had
4: three boyfriends okay were any of them good? (laughs) um the one i'm with right now is he's he's pretty kosher (laughs) kosher
0: nice (laughs)
4: And like, how did how was there a light bulb that
0: suddenly cl- went on in your head that said, "This is how I want to be treated. This feels good." How did you know this was?
4: Yeah, a light bulb definitely came on about four or five days ago when um I was drunk as shit at my mm-hmm. birthday party mm-hmm. and as, as my you do. best friend was getting naked on my stripper pool, and then he <laughs> pulled me do. to the bedroom and let me go to bed <laughs> instead <laughs> of letting me partake. So um he's like, "Yeah, you need a blanket. Yeah, some water. you need you need a nap. Right, <laughs> yeah, you're getting too wild." And how long have you guys been together? Uh, we dated before for about like three months, but we've been together for about like four or five now.
3: Four months? Month. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like uh, for me, I've had a boyfriend before. I've been with the same person for six years, but a lot of my relationships except for one was just kind of shitty. And I was like, well, I guess I'll take it. You know, you yeah. kind of settle. And then when you meet somebody who's just, a kind person who you respect, who's a gentleman who respects you, who cares about you, who elevates you and you elevate them. You're like, Oh, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. So it's like, I didn't know until it, until I had it, which took a sec.
4: And yeah. how, wait, how old are you now? I just turned 20 the other day, so. Oh, my goodness.
3: Yeah, I'm a baby.
4: (laughs) Do people ever talk to,
3: like, you're like, oh, you're a
4: baby, you're only 20. Do you get, do you hate that? Oh, my God, all the time. Yeah.
3: I feel like people are very condescending to younger people. It's like, you know, I don't need that shit. Especially
4: in the tattoo industry, because everyone's, like, 25 when they start. And I started at 18, so, like. As an artist? Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. And everyone just kind of, like, looks down on you. They're, like, you're the underdog. You're too young for this shit. And you just kind of you like step okay. all over them when you're better. Yeah, than them. <laughs> you'll
0: see. So, are you doing really well in the tattoo industry right now?
4: Yeah, I would say so. I'm currently moving shops because I wanted to be in a bigger city. So, I and where's say, your new shop gonna be? Uh, Excelsior Springs, Missouri.
3: What? Oh, I was like, yeah, uh, middle of uh, nowhere. <laughs> okay. Has anybody ever asked for like a tattoo that you're like, bro, listen, like a, a penis tattoo? Or like, I want the word love on tattoo on my eyelid. That? Um, I mean, that's a good
4: idea. Someone came to me the other week and they wanted a golf ball tattooed on their ass. And I was like, that's just a circle with some <laughs> dots on it. Are you sure? <laughs> but like shading. But I want to like <laughs> shade. I want like a shadow on the golf ball. <laughs> we
3: well, just
0: love w- golf. I oh, yeah. I always wonder, yeah. like, how much say does the tattoo artist have when like the, the person is clearly making a poor decision? How much say do you yeah. have to talk them out of that? Do you
4: butt or not? Nah? If, if you want to get some stupid shit tattooed on you, I'm going to tell you it's stupid. But if in the end you really want it, I'll do it. But okay. if you come to me with something racist or homophobic oh, or people like... people do that? Yeah, people want what like stupid t- shit like on their body. Like, like, like Nazi things or swastikas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nazi yeah.
3: things? <laughs> See, I can't even say the word. <laughs>
4: Wait, so... No, you, you think I'm kidding. What have, have come yeah, uh, what have you said no We need
3: specifics. Yeah, what have you said Some guy wanted
4: me to fix his um, blood... Um, gang tattoo on his chest Oh like and he's a member like, Of the Bloods yeah Yeah well he thinks he is We live in Missouri <laughs> Oh they're gonna come To get you dude Oh Jay-Z. Glenn really thinks He's in a gang <laughs> oh, but oh no it's Hard to tell him
3: <laughs> So he That's wanted me To fix it to what
4: Like bloody Bloodier Or, or No you, like, it, it was a it shitty Prison it? tattoo And he wanted me To like redo oh, it And I was like Dude I'll cover it But other than that Get the fuck out I And know, what Did he get the fuck out Yeah Oh well good what kind of safety
0: precautions do you take because my mom i mean i wanted to tattoo for years my mom is you know like i'll make sure it's safe like it's very safe obviously people are doing it there are things like prison prison tattoos that are less safe and they're just
3: so horribly done in prison so what do you say yeah what do
0: you say how do you make someone feel comfortable with the safety and like health aspect of tattoos
4: I usually like to open my needles and my tubes in front of my customers so that way uh, they know that like everything's fresh I'm not like using some HIV needle on you like it's all chill <laughs> just pulled this from AIDS so uh what do you got a peace sign <laughs> yeah. okay that's always good
3: that's good yeah and um uh oh, gosh wait I want to know about the other fucking shitty tattoo like homophobic races like what t- tattoos people are getting
4: uh, a lot of people want the rebel flag, but, like, it's not just the, the rebel flag that the they want, flag, but, right? like, mm. yeah, they want stupid shit with it that's, like, totally racist and, like, you can tell it's racist, but, like, they're just like, no, it's it's. It's my past. expression of who I yeah. am. And, and who, who you are like,
3: sucks, bro. And I'm who not I am
4: is a racist. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> just get the word racist tattooed on your own it then if you're going to be, oh God. No, you were,
0: were you, have you always been into tattoo culture or is that something that came about later in your life?
3: Yeah. I
4: never wanted Barbie dolls unless they had tattoos on them. So oh, Because yeah. you know
3: what? That's interesting because I always was like, I was always farther away from making the decision, but I was like, man. I think I just want to be like tatted up when I get older. And then as I get older, I'm like, I could do it. I could do it. And then I'm just too much of a pussy to make the leap. But I'm like, but clearly then if that was your thoughts on tattoos when you were a kid, like, yeah, you're meant to be a person who's tatted up. But I'm like, how do you take the leap? Because some people who are just covered in tats, like that's a big commitment.
4: Uh, I don't know. When I was 16, I got my first tattoo. And ever since then, I was like, Put more on my body for Christmas for my birthday. I'm gonna get tattoos.
3: Yeah.
0: Now, did so who who had to sign off for that when you were 16? Ah, uh, my mom did. Mm. And was there a conversation, or was she just totally okay with that?
4: Uh, she kind of tried to talk me out of getting visible tattoos. She's like, you might want to be a doctor someday. And I'm like, I probably don't. Yeah, yeah. it's like, you
0: know yourself already. It's yeah, like, if you're going to be a doctor or not.
4: Yeah. What was your first tattoo? Uh, it was actually on my shoulder. I was going to get it on my arm, but she talked me to getting it on my shoulder. Um, so you got on
3: my arms yeah. later.
4: <laughs> but when I was finally 17 a year later, I was like, nope, it's not happening. Put it on my arm. Let's do it. And, and do what you- is it? Uh, I actually got the horde symbol from World of Warcraft. <laughs> That's awesome. That's adorable. I love that. Yeah. Aw. Good start. Yeah, oh, that I'm was like, my I first
3: visible tattoo. Well, that's a strong I'm start. So you got to start
0: with a real message of who yeah. you are. Just go for it. Do you
3: have a thing in your head of like, I want to want this tattoo for a certain amount of time to know I should get it? Because that's the other
4: thing that I was like, I just changed my mind all That's the time. definitely how it was before. But as I got into the tattoo industry and I was meeting other artists and they were like, oh, I have this dope idea. I was like, put it on my body. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Have you ever regretted a tattoo? I have Mo Val tattooed on my ass, but that's about it. What is it? Say? What? Mo Val, and that's the college I go to. Oh. <laughs> I was like, is Mo Val like the kids are saying it to? Well, you can cover like it up if you something? wanted to, right? I, I don't know if I can cover it up though, because my friend did it one time in the dorms when we were like super drunk. Was so there a tattoo? Like, ta- the yeah. person had a
3: tattoo gun, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, we had a machine in the dorms. It was my machine. So. Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, because you would have been tanning him by that point.
4: No, there was yeah. so I feel like there's like I have a
0: friend um, who ha- who is has a lot of tattoos visible, just like you, and she always shares these like heinous stories of how people treat her, basically like really? less of a woman and less of a human because she has these tattoos. Can you speak to any experiences? Oh my god, with sometimes
4: you're like spoken to as like a degenerate almost what? like. Mm-hmm. One of my friends is like super touted up and he went to Macy's to buy a pair of socks and mm-hmm. he went to the back to go grab the socks and like some old lady was just following him around the store, making sure he wasn't stealing shit and like followed him out of the store and she's like, Can I check your receipt? He's like, One pair of socks. I got what one pair fuck? of socks. Like right. what the shit? God, that's like nineteen fifty I
3: didn't even know people thought that still. No, all the time, yeah. She's it's just I like, guess in New York, it's like no, my friend lives in
0: New York. Heinous experiences all the time. Whoa. She posts them on Facebook. Well, it's I mean, because I
3: don't have tattoos, that's why I've never encountered. Them. Well,
0: yeah, and that's why I've never really thought about it because there's a lot of things that you can look at a person and think, "Oh, I bet they get shit for that." But tattoos in 2017 was not something that I thought we were still dealing with. Um, yeah, and there is also some kind of a connection that a lot of times people feel like you are, yeah, like Trashy or like, like slut. Basically, slut shamed because oh, yeah, you're a The tattoo. tramp stamp was a uh,
1: what if a term. I mean,
0: why is the why is there this societal connection between sexuality and tattoos? Yeah, do what you the think? fuck, Daisy?
4: Dude, I honestly I wish I knew, but <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's because we're putting so many you know half naked models on top of you know, inked magazine and shit cars, like that. Yeah. And it really has nothing to do with the art. And that really kind of pisses me off because a half naked chick doesn't really have anything to do with tattooing. tattooing. Right. Besides the fact that she has hella tattoos.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like you got a car show and there's all these chicks in bikinis showing you the car, but I'm like, I could just fucking look at the car. I don't need that what the fuck does that have to do with auto
4: plus Uh, yeah
3: yeah it's fine but i'm like okay and what is and
0: so what what is the meaning of like tattoos and tattoo culture to you because i think we've been misled to meet me like i don't know i think society kind of looks at it as like sexuality or rebellion like what does it mean to you
4: i feel like it's a completely different form of art like Mm -hmm. other forms of art they'll go away someday some of it might burn in a fire or it just Mm -hmm. might get lost in like time Mm -hmm. but tattoos are the only thing that are really permanent and that you're going to take to the grave and i think that's there's something really important behind that yeah
3: that is the kind of beautiful part about it there's you a lot of commitment it to you it. die yeah are there any of your tattoos that
0: like tell a certain story or have really special significance do they all
4: i got venny vici tattooed on my <laughs> fingertips uh-huh. because that means i came i conquered i didn't get the i saw part because i have really shitty eyesight so
3: <laughs> <laughs> and the only two hands if you yeah the, the for sure on your toes and always see it.
0: Do you have like one artist that you always go to? Do you switch because I know some people are like they can only go to one artist if they go to another artist, it's like cheating. Oh yeah, yeah like your hairstylist. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Testers. I feel like
4: a lot of people are um dedicated to their artists and that's cool and all. But um I wanna, you know, have a mix of artists. I wanna see their perspectives of it and you know, I feel like it's cool to get different art why would you just buy from one artist all your life if you yeah. were like buying paintings or something?
3: Yeah, and I, I don't, I mean, I don't have any tattoos, but I follow all, so many tattoo artists on Instagram oh, because too. I didn't even yeah. know these styles of tattoos were being tattooed on people's skins of like sketch style, cr- a crow that's just like pops out uh, at you. And you're like, that is the most beautiful fucking drawing. And then you're like, oh shit, it's a tattoo. And like the things that people can do with tattoos are so fucking creative.
4: What are your favorite kind of tattoos to do? Uh, probably traditional, neo traditional, or anything with color, really.
3: And
0: if we, someone who's listening, wants to book an appointment with you. Do they have to go to Missouri Or if you're in town Like do you travel With your ta- uh, your tattoo? I'm trying kit? to
4: figure out um, The whole traveling thing Right now If you check it Yeah you check th- the- I'm trying to figure out The laws and the logistics Oh of yeah Because right you have to have a- Are you licensed Only in Missouri or Yeah I'm only allowed To tattoo uh, in Missouri Right now So mm-hmm. that's why I'm trying To figure out The whole traveling thing Because I do have A lot of requests For people They're like Come I to bet. Canada And tattoo me And I'm like I wish I you could come here Right Because mm-hmm. that would be Like fun
0: and lucrative And kind of like To kind of leave your art In a larger radius really
4: yeah for sure
3: are you attracted to most of the times other guys or girls with tattoos
4: yeah i definitely have a thing for like alternative people yeah
3: (laughs) have you ever been like like as of late like attracted to somebody with no tattoos like because i feel like people with tattoos they get they like get something like it's like a it's like a it's like a club but like a i don't know an already like higher plateau of thinking about art kind of thing but that's only because I'm on the outside looking. Well, in. I mean,
4: there's always chodes with tattoos. So you got to remember <laughs> that. So. so that should be a,
3: there, that should be a but sticker. But there's always
4: like the people that are like into the commitment of the art. And yeah. that's what I really look for. So, yeah. Huh. And do you take guys and you take
3: guys and girls? Or are you only like sexual with guys or, and girls? Or do you have like girls a- are hard to date? <laughs> that's what I was going to be like. So what what's the difference? I mean, in your experience, why are girls harder to date?
4: They're just so complicated, and I'm already right? like the male in every relationship that I have, so even uh, with other yeah. males. You're yeah. the male. Yeah, man, I hear Definitely. you. <laughs> I hope my boyfriend. Didn't. <laughs> hear it's
3: this. all right. My boyfriend's manly, and I'm so. And kind I tell my boyfriend man. all the time. I feel like I'm dating a lesbian with a penis, and he's like, "Oh, thanks. Like, yeah, it's nice. I, I like it, but I do feel <laughs> manly sometimes. But I'm like, well, like I guess that is what it is.
0: Well, have you had like any like uh, gals that you've dated for like a couple? months or like how far have you gotten in a relationship with a woman as far as like an um, emotional
3: or the longest commitment? it's
4: really lasted has been like a week or so but like <laughs> 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 yeah it's
3: because <laughs> cause this is such a fucking ignorant question but i'm like when you both get your period if you're dating for a long time and you sync up that's just i mean i'm <laughs> yeah. a, i'm a monster and I <laughs> a weekend we've already synced up. Steve, Steven, like he deals with me because he doesn't have that hormonal rage that I have. So I'm like, man, thank God for that. But I'm like, two hormonal ragers. I don't know. I know everyone's different. Like you don't get that hormonal on your. You don't get like angry or anything.
0: No, if anything, I get like a. I get it like very attached. And like more, oh, more like uh-huh. Yeah Oof, Total opposite like I'll ask for like a hug Which is not something I would like yeah. normally do Well
3: now I know When you ask Okay, <laughs> okay. That's no. Like yeah, a week that's- before I asked for a lot of hugs <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like Get the fuck out of my face so you know
0: <laughs> do you uh do you feel like the way you dress is like a reflection of you do you feel like it's uh something that you did to kind of like take control of your life back in some ways or does it or are we just reading too much into this and you just like the way it fucking looks
4: uh i mean for a long time after my assault for mm-hmm. so like about two or three years i was like a straight scene kid it was a terrible oh, phase kid. yeah yeah, yeah it was it was terrible. Dashboard can, the yeah. coontails and Ugh. all the different colors of hair it was awful. <laughs> oh God,
3: that was a. But was that like just
4: a? Did that help you to kind of like find yourself? Yeah, I definitely feel like um, experimenting with my hair more often than I should have um, kind of helped me find who I was eventually. Mm-hmm. It's so. I mean, it looks pretty healthy. I love your hair right now. Oh my gosh,
0: that's like my one of my favorite.
4: I steal Dalmatians
0: for a living. I know. Well, I love the curl of Deville look. It's so funny. I was like, I really really like to do that, but it's just like my when I get my hair that light, it falls out. So I
4: can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't process my hair too much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever done a dating app? A dating app. Mm -hmm, I used to have a Tinder, and then I just decided that all the guys on there were like douches. Yeah, and like none of the girls were into girls on there. So Uh, I was like, why am I here?
3: Yeah.
0: Is there a, I mean, in have you found around you in Missouri a big bisexual or lesbian community that you can kind of hang out with? Or is it just not, is it something that's like kind of more under the radar?
4: I mean, if you go more towards the city and when the college kids come back to town, there's more of that um, kind of crowd of people. But um, since I'm living in a small town right now, not necessarily. And do you feel like, I mean, is there, I'm, I'm guessing they don't do anything like a pride parade, right? <laughs> Oh no, in Missouri, There's
0: never. All 10 people not not in the whole line. Not in the whole state. Not even in the city. Okay, maybe in Kansas
4: City, but the rest of Missouri is kind of yeah.
0: I mean, is there like? Because I mean, I watched this documentary like small. I think it's called Small Town Gay Club, and it basically you know goes around to just as you would think small town gay clubs, and I th- I thought it was it was really interesting because in these. Tiny towns where you know sexuality wasn't even something you could barely talk about, especially not something like that's part of the LGBTQ community. Uh, there were these places where people really thrived and expressed themselves. Have you ever been to any place like that near your hometown or just totally don't know of it existing?
4: Uh no, I know it exists in the city mm-hmm. in ways, but it it honestly does not exist in small town, Missouri. Yeah. Huh. Especially since I grew up in town, where um, I graduated with 32 people, and I was oh, like literally 32. the only kid that partied in my high school. Class. The only one. Well, yeah. Out of 32, so that's not everyone a lot. just looked at me like I was a Satan child most of the time. So
3: <laughs> a Satan child. Wow. Yeah. She has fun. She's from Satan. Very nice. <laughs> I don't. Were you much different when you were 18? Two years ago? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm like, what was that last yeah, one? I mean,
4: when I was 18, I was engaged to that douchebag. So, uh, yeah. wait, how did that come Rewind. about? Rewind.
3: How did he ask you?
4: Okay, it was it was really lame how he asked. I'm me sure too. it was. He yeah. pushed all the a skateboard details. in front of you with a bouquet of flowers. No, not even that. Cute. And the skateboard ran we over the flowers. into like Casey's, which is a gas station in Missouri <laughs> no! to get pizza. And what? he was like, what if I married you? So we you? took you out and to dinner. And I was dinner. like, that's it. <sighs> what if I married you? That's it. Yeah.
0: But that was that an actual
4: request. And what'd yeah. you say? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, I already gave you a promise ring. What was? What if it was like an engagement ring? And I was like 18 at the time. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to get married and get more money from FAFSA. Why not? Oh,
3: <laughs> Jesus. I didn't even... Dude, there are financial benefits to marriage. This, I mean, yeah. that's true. Yeah, the government really wants you to get married. So yeah.
4: wait. So he was like,
3: you oh, want like an engagement ring? You're like, okay. And he's like, okay. And then he got. Yeah. But he didn't have it that night. Did you have? So no, ha- I
4: already had it on. It was a promise ring that he. So he was just like, oh, I'm gonna
3: transfer that ring, and now it's an engagement ring. He didn't even buy a new ring. No. So wait, oh, and then you were God. wearing a promise ring that he wouldn't cheat on you. But he was like, was that the promise though, yeah. or was the promise like, you're great? No promise. <laughs> But wait, so did he? Was it his idea to give you a promise ring, or was yeah. it your idea? Yeah, no. So what's he was like promise?
0: obviously a serial cheater, and he was like, if I give her this promise ring, she'll yeah. never yes. suspect.
3: Yeah, wow. I, yeah. You know what? I, I promise rings are such an interesting thing because a lot of people did it, but I'm like, what? Do you, what's the promise? What is the promise in a promise ring? I honestly don't know that we're going to get married eventually. Yeah, that's the, that's, I mean, So not, it's a yeah. precursor to the real that promise. That is the promise. Yes, yeah, yes. It's a promise to the legal promise.
0: It's a promise. It's like a save the date on your finger. Oh.
3: Yeah. <laughs> save the date on our love. That's what it is. It's going to happen. I'm not ready but yet. But I don't know when. It's coming. I get... <laughs> oh boy. Okay. What is a, pro- Okay. All right. Well, I mean, d- well, before somebody gives you a promise ring, do you discuss it about the 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 intentions of the promise? Or does he know that you're into that promise? So he's just like, I'm gonna fucking give her this and she's gonna love it.
4: Yeah, basically. Oh, and I you told loved you. He was like yeah. a total douche, douche. But Yeah. Jesus.
3: Mm. Oh, promise rings.
4: Do you
0: have a certain like list of things that you look for in a mate now or in a partner? No promise th- rings? That you didn't have before? That you've learned from experiences? Mostly negative.
3: Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. like, what are the things you're like? Well, if he does this, I'm out. So, tattoos, we got it. Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. He was like super controlling of me. So, if a guy ever tells me like what to wear, I'm like, no, nah, you, you yeah. gotta go. Bye. Okay. So, no controlling. Yeah, he would tell no you what to wear. he'd yeah. we be
3: like, that skirt's too short, I'm gonna look at you. And then my penis is gonna shrink. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> what that means. What else? What else? What else are red flags for you?
4: <laughs> uh, I mean, if they're kind of like crybabies over everything like when they don't get their way. He was like so what, terrible cry? about that. Yeah, he, would he cried like stomp his all feet? the time like when he wouldn't get his way. What? Yeah, like Wait, he would throw Wait, was he 6? Wait, what what is no, an example? he's older of, than me. It was the sad part. Oh, was oh
3: uh, like if you if he was like I want chicken fingers tonight and you're like not tonight and he's like I want chicken fingers. <laughs> and you're like wow. Okay. Do this to me 8 times. Shame on me, but 9 times. I'm out. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. Wow. And now what's what do you think your worst quality is when you're like in a relationship? What is the thing that you that you know is bad about you, but it's probably not gonna change. We're all you? pieces of shit in some
4: way, you know? <laughs> I'm terrible <laughs> when I get drunk. Like I am <laughs> terrible. Like how, how so? so, yeah. The other you spread night spread rumors and, about people that i no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> I The other night when my boyfriend was like trying to have a heart to heart with me, I was like, You're my favorite person a night for 350 what yeah but like that's kind of funny yeah that's funny he he didn't find it was funny, or was, like, very funny at the time oh her is good. yeah we, we were trying to have like a heart-to-heart and, like, I, I totally called him like a hooker so <laughs>
3: hey baby i'll pay you a couple bucks if you shake that ass yeah that that's just not, sounds fun it's to not me. the time for serious conversation if someone had to try Every time anybody's ever had To seriously talk to me When I'm drinking I'm like Let's just
0: wait It's not the time And the place really Especially yeah. not on your birthday Are you uh, But apart from like When you're drinking Are you difficult to have A heart to heart with Or Because you said You you have a lot of Masculine qualities And that's yeah, yeah. one that's I mean
4: associated. I definitely do Have like a hard time Opening up So I feel like That kind of like Puts guys off Because I'm supposed To be sensitive But I'm not the one Crying during Finding Dory <laughs>
3: Mike, <laughs> drop. <laughs> That's what I would have said to him when I took the promise ring off and threw it in his face. <laughs> oh, my God. That is really funny. <laughs> I mean, it was an emotional movie. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Do you cry? Are you a crier? Because some, some women and men, like, some men I know are criers. And I like that when it... There's, like, a fine line, obviously. Like, if you throw a temper tantrum when you don't get your way and you cry, like, right. eh. But, like, I love when a man can, like be comfortable enough to like yeah, cry if you can be
4: like sensitive when it's like rational then yeah, yeah. that's definitely like something i look to are you a, are you a crier do you cry no yeah matthew mcconaughey gets me sometimes, sometimes. what the fuck is
0: how it's wow he what cry? yeah what is it specifically about have him? you True seen detective? him in
4: interstellar <laughs> oh, oh my god no. i missed interstellar no. That did it look was good, good though
0: it I'm, was good so he's that not. was his one performance that really spoke to you? Yeah, it killed me.
3: I was going to say, what's that movie he was in he's on the beach? He's like, I don't know. I don't, whatever. Well, that's uh-huh. interesting
0: because I'm not very emotional in real life as far as crying, but I cry all the time during movies. Sometimes oh. during episodes of Sex in the City or Girls. I mean, that's not not my proudest moments, but it really just does happen. I don't know what it is about it, though. Oh, I cry all, all the time.
3: <laughs> cry when I'm happy.
0: Cry yeah. when I'm confused. I don't think I've ever cried when I was happy. Really Mm-mm. have you I don't even understand no. happy crying oh. really you're like
3: bitch what you do
0: what <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand. happy. Well, maybe during my fake wedding to myself. I think maybe one time I did cry That's another <laughs> that's another story for another day though Um, so we're gonna wrap up soon But what so let's go back to the safe because I know we definitely want to promote this Like how can people get involved with safe bay if they
4: want to and it's safe? S-a-f-e bay like you my bay b-a-e yeah, before anyone or anything else. Okay. Yeah <laughs> and it's.org. And if you go online, we have like community toolkits for people wanting to be activists. We have ways oh, for awesome. kids to start their own safe based squads in their schools. And what's a safe base squad? Yeah. It's basically like a club where you get together and um, you just promote awareness and you stomp out bullying against sexual violence survivors mm-hmm. and stuff like that. We actually just dropped a new campaign called Quit This Shit, which um, oh, I, I shared. I like with you guys go with the name Yeah and um yeah so basically it's just saying that you won't shit talk a survivor
3: that's great and i like that i like the language i like that it's called quit this shit because it's like when people a lot of times talk about sexual violence and what could we be doing better mm-hmm. and blah 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 it's like you know talk to me like i'm a human like that yeah. that's language. I understand that's a concept I grasp immediately I don't need to like it's language know. for
0: millennials language yeah. for how we live today Because I mean I think for something to work it certainly has to feel, feel accessible and not like You know not like just a class in in college It needs to feel like something I can use in my everyday life It can't be like this elitist talk because a lot of times uh, social activism is like feels like it's only for people who have a 4.0.
4: Yeah, it's sometimes it's so cut and dry, and I feel like that's why it's so important that. The um, board on Safe Bay We're so young So we're actually able to like Relate to the people That we're talking to And yeah. they're just not Staring at us Like we're a 50 year old woman Preaching to them Like Right And they feel They relate to you automatically And yeah. then you've
3: been through Similar instances So it's like Okay I can, I can Express what I'm thinking Even if I don't know I can just like Think out loud to you And help me figure out what the fuck Like to do next Or, or whatever Yeah That's good
0: And um, just last thing uh, As a survivor What advice I'm sure you've been Asked this before Would you give to Other survivors Because we have a lot Of uh, survivors listening
4: Uh, to other survivors, I would Mm -hmm. just say, don't be afraid to reach out. You know, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be down on you, but there's twice as many people that are going to be supportive of you. And it's not healthy to keep all that in. You need to get that out. You need to talk to someone about it. You know, your existence is important and you're significant. So you need to talk about your story.
3: It's important. Yeah. I do have one more question. Go
4: ahead. Social media
3: justice thoughts. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, we, we talked about it a couple of times uh, on the podcast with the law does your, you run. You do the steps, the ideal steps that you could do. The, the most you could do legally after getting sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. Nothing gets done. What do you do? And then, uh, you know, a couple of people have and we've witnessed it in our own New York City, specifically New York City comedy community of outing a rapist. People um, turn to social media they out come on Twitter or Instagram the, the the authorities aren't doing anything to help and then I do I did see it work mm-hmm. I saw the person get banned from from performing um wow yeah but have you do you have experiences with that or do you have friends that have done that or what are your thoughts on that
4: um to an extent because when my case did go viral um anonymous picked it up and those people who were bullying me before they were definitely shut down immediately
3: nice hmm. oh yeah anonymous Twitter that they do some good shit. Yeah, they're pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had heard of, had anybody like go to social media, or have you have ever known anybody to go to social media to be like, you know what, this person assaulted me, and I'm tired of keeping it in, and I'm tired of people not believing me, and the authorities didn't do anything. Have you ever had? no, anybody yeah there's that.
4: actually um one girl that i worked with this past fall who like she reported to her campus they didn't do anything about mm. it and they actually ended up kicking her off because they were saying that she was slandering this guy wow <sighs> oh, oh, so she took it to the internet and it ended up that her story got picked up and reopened so wow
3: yeah. oh
4: shit yeah that's like a
3: really productive thing to happen from yeah for s- sure Jeez, because mm. it's so it's, it is yeah i i don't I don't know how I feel on it, but also I've seen it do what I would think someone would intend it to do is like at least
4: enrage people,
3: enrage people, and then stop working with that person. Like I, yeah. I want to know, I don't want to work with that person. Right. Like a, I hear, yeah. I, I mean, it's just like, it's so often and it's like, oh, do you know so and so? Yeah, actually they, uh, had sexually assaulted a friend of mine. I'm like, ah, fuck. well, not talking to them. And it, it's like, yeah, I, I kind of rely on people to tell me those types of things either to me personally or. Somewhere that I could see it To like kind of distance myself Because that's the only thing I know how to do To make it better I don't even know It's a confusing concept to me But yeah I don't know Good and bad things <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right um, So thank you very much For coming and sitting down with us yeah, And thank it, you for it, me. Do you like people Are you okay with people Reaching out to you on Twitter Or what's the best way If someone wants to Yeah a- both
4: um, my Twitter And my Instagram are public So And what what's is the, the What's the The handle for um, my Instagram uh, is actually grapple me mate And that's Oh spelled, that's funny Yeah it's spelled G-R-A-P-P-L-E-M-E And then M-A
0: Okay yeah, Nice And then on, on Twitter you are Daisy Coleman Just
4: search me up Daisy You'll me. Coleman
0: Perfect Nice Well thank you so much for sitting down with us This has been guys We fucked the anti-slut shaming podcast We'll talk to you next week
3: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This
1: Mo'Play. play